for me, it was the right fit you know, against the New York Giants. Like, this is this is the New York Giants. If you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York. I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good. Once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the USA Today Network. I am coming to you from the MetLife Stadium press box, and I have one question. Do you believe in the Giants yet? Because they believe in themselves, and yet another stirring comeback that with about 10 minutes to go in this game, I don't think anyone in this building would have said, oh, yeah, Giants are winning this game. And yet... They did. Huge play to start it off was the kickoff return by Gary Brightwell out to midfield. The Giants get a touchdown with Daniel Jones to Daniel Bellinger, pull within 20 to 17. Then, back to back, you have Lamar Jackson fumbling a snap and then basically airmailing a pass downfield. Julian Love steps in front of Patrick Ricard, gets an interception, returns it down to the 13. Giants end up scoring Saquon Barkley from one yard out. It was an interception on the previous play by Daniel Jones, but the only reason he threw it and the only reason Marcus Peters got the interception is because he pulled Darius Slayton away from the ball. And then you're thinking, okay, Lamar has... A minute 43 to go. Giants are up 24-20. What's going to happen? Well, I'm sure in the past, these Giants would have allowed Baltimore to drive the length of the field. Not these Giants. Two plays in, Kayvon Thibodeau. Sure, the rookie picked a good time for his first sack. Pokes the ball away from Lamar Jackson. Leonard Williams recovers. And then the Giants essentially kneel out the clock. Daniel Jones with three kneel downs, but before that, Saquon Barkley had two runs. On his second one, he could have scored, but he slides down inbounds. The smart play, and your final score, New York Giants 24, Baltimore Ravens 20. That's three straight wins for the Giants. They are now 5-1. and one. And if the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, the Giants will be in second place in the NFC East. If the Cowboys beat the Eagles, it will be essentially a three-way tie atop the division. What a game, and there are certain things that you can break down, big plays in this game, but you have to go back to 20-10. to The Giants give up a touchdown pass early in the fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson to Mark Andrews, or should I call him Mark Gronkowski or Mark Bavaro? With a K, uh, you know, Andrews was uncoverable for most of this game. And the Ravens score, and it's 20-10, to 10, and it was one of those things where you say, okay, Giants are 4-2, they have winnable games the next couple weeks against Jacksonville and Seattle, then they go into their bye, they come out of their bye with Houston and Detroit, and they could still make something of this run. Well... The Giants had other ideas, and you can't say enough about Saquon Barkley. 
who you could clearly see that he jammed his shoulder again, so he was hurting. Andrew Thomas, who was hobbled late in the first half and finished the game with his ankle taped, he was not at 100%. John Feliciano tweaked his groin. He came back in the game after missing a series. This entire team rode the back of Daniel Jones, who again played well down the stretch. His third come-from-behind win, that says a lot. Let's not forget, if you want to say it's all Barkley, it's not. That drive last week against Green Bay in London, Daniel Jones was responsible for that when Barkley was out injured. So it's time for people to stop looking at next year for the Giants. I know it's hard. It's October. This is the time where you start usually, you know, bookmarking Tankathon and start seeing draft order and start looking at players that the Giants are going to draft. You can still do that. Draft season is all year long. You could want to debate about whether or not Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future. Well, guess what? Daniel Jones is playing pretty damn well in the present, and so is this team. And it's time to believe. It's time to believe in this team. They are a good football team. They are well-coached. They're not perfect. They have a lot of areas to improve in. But this team fights, and it comes back, and it wins games when previous iterations of the Giants would not have won these games. And the scene walking down out of the out of the elevator and in the hallway outside on the way to the Giants locker room. The chance of let's go Giants reverberating outside the stadium, outside MetLife, that hasn't been the case since 2011. Sure, 2016 was fun for a while, but the chance of let's go Giants, the belief in this team, you can feel it building and you can feel this team feeding off of it. There was no giveaway in the stadium today. There were no towels to wave. This team fed off itself first, and then the crowd. You know, I was talking to Dory Jackson afterwards, and he said he was in coverage on the play that Thibodeau got the sack. And he said he heard the roar of the crowd, and that's how he knew something good happened. And we turned around, he saw the ball bouncing around on the field, and he knew we got this. Game's over. And when you can feel that as a team, that's pretty special. You know, Jihad Ward said, Wink Wink Martindale always talks about, we need closers. We have closers on this team. The baseball team in this town could use a closer right now. And hopefully the Yankees are still playing on Monday. That's my Yankee fandom coming out a little bit. But the reality is that these Giants closed this game. Julian Love coming into his own this year, making that interception of Lamar Jackson. Kayvon Thibodeau coming up with a huge sack. I mean, these guys are making plays as a team. And, you know, at this point, when you talk to players in this locker room, They talked about Brian Dable and the look on his face, the red face of Dable on the sideline. And John Feliciano said, you know, Dable wouldn't let us quit. Dable wouldn't let us 
put our heads down. And it says a lot for the head coach, too, the way this team responds. You know, and I asked Xavier McKinney, is it time for people to start believing in the Giants? And he said, if you don't believe now, when are you going to believe? And that's true. You know, but then he also said, we're not worried about people believing in us. And I think that also speaks volumes for this team. They know they're a good football team, and they're showing it, and they're playing like it. And it really sets them up for some special times ahead. Now, like I said, it's not perfect. But that's what you want to see from a team that's growing. You're not going to compromise the future. And as Dory Jackson told me, we're not going to think about the past. And we're not going to focus on the future. We're going to think about the present. And in the present, the Giants are 5-1. and one. The crowd leaves here today stunned that a Giants team won that game. There's no other way to put it. The win probability for the Giants at some point in that fourth quarter had to be extremely high. I don't need statistics to tell me. I don't need a probability analyst to tell me what it was. Because at that moment, it was pretty clear that the Giants had a a huge hill to climb to get back into it. And you know what? They did. They got all the way back. And I think that says a lot for this team. You know, Saquon Barkley said that Brian Dable told the team after the game, it's okay to be happy about this win. It's hard to win in this league. You can enjoy it. But this team has been very, very good about not getting too overconfident. If you were going to be overconfident, you were going to be overconfident off of that win in London last week, and the Giants weren't. You were going to be overconfident when they beat Tennessee in week one. At the time, Tennessee was a team picked to win its division and make another run at the top seed in the AFC, regardless of what the Bills and the Chiefs were going to do. That's where Tennessee was. So that's what I take out of this. The feeling in the Giants' locker room afterwards, the players getting on Kayvon Thibodeau a little bit, Jihad Ward saying that Kayvon, Kayvon for president. You know, and Kayvon Thibodeau crying on the field, the emotion overcoming him after this win. This was a huge win for the Giants, back-to-back to beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I know what happened with the Jets and Green Bay today, and obviously Rodgers is not right physically, and that offense is not right in Green Bay. But winning that game should have put these Giants on the map. And if you didn't believe then, now they went out and they beat the Baltimore Ravens. Eight-and-a-half-point underdogs, and the Giants go out and win last week. Six-point underdogs today and they go out and win. I'm not sure what the Giants are going to be next week. I ended last week's podcast the same way. Giants could end up 5-12, and 12, and we'll remember the day that they beat the Baltimore Ravens to get to 5-1. and one. It's going to be fun covering this team this week. We'll be in Jacksonville next week, working on a couple things for this week's podcast, but we appreciate you being all in, and as always, we're all in. The New York Giants, 5-1. and one. How about that? We'll see you this week. Make sure you check out my 
subscriber-only column from inside the locker room on Monday morning on NorthJersey.com and across the USA Today Network.